1906, Franz Edward Crefield, a 36-year-old German immigrant, was released from prison. Crefield was convinced he had now been reborn, and his resurrection was his release from jail. Now he was ready to rejoin his followers at the Brides of Christ Church in Corvallis, Oregon. Soon after his release, on April 18, 1906, the San Francisco earthquake caused massive devastation, terrifying the nation. 572 miles away, Crefield claimed that he was the one who had damned the city of San Francisco, and God had heard his prayers. And if his followers didn't do exactly as he said, the city of Corvallis would be next. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a ParCast original. This is the 25th episode in our daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of apocalyptic predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson. Hi, everyone. Today, we're discussing Franz Edmund Crefield, the leader of a Holy Rollers cult called the Brides of Christ Church. In 1903, Crefield moved from Portland to the town of Corvallis, where he claimed that God had chosen him to be his prophet. He gained a following, mostly consisting of women, and promised they too could have the same connection with God. They just needed to separate themselves from the material possessions of earth and all of their preconceived notions of right and wrong. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Franz Edmund Crefield was a German immigrant, although it's unclear when or why he decided to establish a life in Oregon. Unassuming, at five foot six inches, he worked for the Salvation Army in Portland, but decided to leave the organization when he felt the people weren't entirely of God. Crefield relocated to Corvallis, 80 miles south, and captivated the town with his charming, hypnotic personality. The evangelist was quick to convince the townsfolk that God revealed himself and selected Crefield as his prophet here on earth. After Crefield gained recognition in the community, he began operating his church from the home of local citizen O.V. Hurt. Crefield had his followers convinced they no longer needed their earthly possessions, and by destroying them, they too could be a prophet like him. The services would last all day and night. His followers, mostly women and young girls, burned their possessions in bonfires in Hurt's front yard. Crefield cleansed them by laying his hands on their naked bodies as they rolled on the floor. They loudly begged for God's forgiveness, sometimes even speaking in tongues. Crefield used sleep and food deprivation as a means of breaking these women down. He convinced many of them to become estranged from their families. He then began seducing and having affairs with them in an effort to find the second mother of Christ. 
1904, Crefield was accused of adultery, then a criminal offense. But before he could be arrested, Crefield vanished. Authorities finally discovered him four months later hiding in a hole under Hurt's home, naked and starving. Shortly after, Crefield was sentenced to two years in prison. During Crefield's time away, many of his followers were committed to asylums to cleanse them of his spell. He was then released sometime in 1906, but upon returning to Corvallis, he proclaimed that he had been resurrected from the dead and was going by the name of Elijah. He then single-handedly claimed responsibility for the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. He capitalized on the devastating event, convincing his followers that this was the world's punishment for putting him in jail. Cora Hartley, one of his disciples, fell victim to his lies and said, he condemned the city of San Francisco and brought the earthquake. He has condemned the city of Corvallis and an earthquake will destroy this place. Crefield then ordered all of his followers to evacuate to the coast and leave their lives behind. They did. A month later, on May 7th, 1906, a man named George Mitchell took matters into his own hands. He had two sisters, both victims of Crefield's salacious prophecies, and he had had enough. Mitchell found Crefield on the streets of Seattle. That morning, he shot Crefield dead in cold blood. When Mitchell's case entered the courtroom, he was found not guilty under the circumstances. But a few days after his release, Mitchell met up with his sister Esther, a follower of Crefield's. Out of revenge, she killed her brother for murdering her prophet. Esther Mitchell believed she had brought justice to Franz Edmund Crefield. She too was ruled by the court not guilty by reason of insanity. She was admitted to a mental asylum where she remained until 1909. In August of 2019, a 6.3 earthquake hit just off the coast of Oregon, about 200 miles away from Corvallis. Perhaps Crefield's prediction was just 113 years too soon. But as far as we can tell, the world is still standing. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult. You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 